Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today, wherever you are. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. We are recording this on Friday morning before the show comes out on Monday morning, so I don't exactly know what coronavirus has done in the U.S. over the weekend or what our um, living and housing and working and travel situation is like. But I just want to start the show by saying to you, um, we are with you, and we are going to do all we can during these interesting, scary, and different, and maybe sad times uh, to be with you and to bring hope and fun and joy and We've recorded these episodes before the coronavirus really jumped um, into the level of pandemic that it is now. So it's not discussed in any of these episodes, but I wouldn't want you to think that I'm blind to the fact that you may be listening to this in a in a weird day on a in a weird situation. And so um, just know, keep up with me at Annie F Downs on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the places where we'll probably be the most active. And if if there's more stuff we do, we may drop some extra episodes. I, I don't know. I don't know what next week looks like when you're listening to this. But just know that we are here. And the beauty of this medium is you can be anywhere in the world and we can still be friends. So if you feel lonely today, if you feel alone today, if you feel scared today, um, I'm with you. I'm here. So... And so is my friend, Katie Pestless. Listen, I don't know if you know Katie yet, but I cannot wait for you to meet her. She is actually a Karen Carpenter tribute singer, and she is incredible. We've been friends for a while. We met at a conference called Therefore a couple of years ago, and I just was dying to have her on the show. You're just going to love her. So here is my conversation with our friend, Katie Pestless. We're recording. We're really recording <laughs> on a Tuesday. Hi. We'll just tell the truth. We're recording on a Tuesday when Nashville just got hit by an incredible mm-hmm. tornado. Yeah. What a strange feeling. It, I woke up with such a heavy heart. I had 16 text messages, I think, from yes. different people. And I was going, and all it said was, are you okay? Right. That's so all I, I had said this morning, too. I had no idea, right, Annie. So I had to literally, like, look, was there robbery? Was there something? And then I realized, no, it was East Nashville. And unfortunately, like, where my parents live... You know, the media is telling, saying downtown Nashville. So right. people don't understand geographically where that is. And so East Nashville being a huge prominent part of our culture, like Burger Up, I heard, was completely oh my gosh, destroyed. And that's one of our favorite so places. Sad. Burger Republic, I'm sorry. No, it's Burger Up. It is Burger Up. Yeah. Right. Uh, so sad. It was just, were, did you live here when the floods happened? No. Okay. It was right before we moved here. It's just here. very bizarre to go somewhere one day and it be gone the next day. Right. It's just right. the strangest feeling. And I'll just say to you out loud, because this is hours after it's happened, it just isn't lost on me that we spent 30 days as a city fasting and praying for revival, and a week later a tornado comes through in March. Yep. And and specifically in that fast praying for your neighbors. Yeah. And watching the entire community, like – the people I was texting with this morning who live here were going, where do we Where do we go? What do we do? Right. Like, so we're trying to gather. We go to Christchurch, Nashville, my husband and I, and we're trying to gather a bunch of our youth group to go down to the bridge ministry tonight yeah. and just serve because there are probably going to be people that are at the bridge who've never been to the bridge before. Right, because they weren't homeless yesterday. Because they yesterday. weren't homeless yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the strangest thing to think that natural disasters are so disastrous. I know that sounds really yeah. dumb, but it no. is like, oh, that is... That's really real. Yeah. 
So sad. It is so sad. So it just is unfair to start a podcast and pretend like it's just a normal day of the year. No, because it's not normal for us. And I woke up this morning so burdened for that. Like, like, how do we have, how do we talk about something so joyful? Mm -hmm. And like, I, I have a tendency to want to like come in really somber. And however, there's still so much hope. It's both and, right? It's completely both and. There are people who are Literally, I looked on Facebook this morning and a friend of ours, a mutual friend of hers was in an apartment complex where the whole thing was lost. Yeah. And within a matter of 30 minutes, over $1,000 was raised for this girl. Yeah. And it's just that, like we, obviously there were lives lost and that's devastating watching Nashville rebuild itself like from the ground up within is going to be... It's going to take a while, but it's really sweet. We're that's watching the interesting. That's why I asked if you lived here during the flood because I did live here, and it it is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You just almost go like, yeah, I've actually seen the city do this before. Yeah, like I've seen us recover from this before. Yeah, but also, it's just unreal. Yeah, but the ability. I also get really bothered by poetic five mm. hours after it where people are like 100% we are Nashville Mm-mm-mm. and we can I'm always like stop 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 just let people like figure out where their pets are yep and figure out where their houses are and and then yep. we can like rally the troops I seriously thought through posting this morning like reposting something but the what the thing I did repost was about where to get help yes because I can't with the with people can't. from and I love it but what doesn't it make you think twice before we say like Pray for Paris, pray for Texas, yeah. pray for, like, yeah. it's, here, let me say this, with, like, a poem w- in response to something where you don't live there yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it makes me think twice of jumping in and giving narrative where I don't have narrative to give. Yeah. Yeah. So watching people be very poetic, I know they mean well, but it yeah. makes you think twice before yeah. you just jump in and try to grab narrative. And Like you said, like, people don't know where their dog is. People right. don't know where their right. animals or if they have farm like out in Donaldson, like people don't know yeah. what the next Man, phase is going to be. elementary school is gone. Doesn't it make you thankful it happened at night? Yeah. Can you imagine if oh that would have happened no. at noon today instead of midnight last night? All no. those children or all yeah. the, I mean, who know, they'd have got them out. Everyone would have been safe is what we'll believe. But yeah. my gosh, I, I found myself this morning going like, thank you God that a tornado went by cross point in the middle of the night the and the not night. on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And I mean, I just think, how do we attribute or how do we discuss spiritual warfare and natural disasters? Hmm. I believe that it is. It, I believe that they somehow can be can related. Can he stir up tornadoes? I don't know. He can. We know the answer. I think the answer is he can. Does he? The enemy or the God? Oh, the enemy? Either one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was misunderstanding Either one. That's question. The, you know, the, the, well, I didn't, I wasn't clear enough that, and therefore we get a deeper question. I mean, I. Uh... <laughs> You're like, Annie, I didn't come in here for theology. <laughs> Let's get our friends in here. I did go to, I did go to Christian private school, but I'm not prepared go. for this emotionally. Uh, Me neither, because we've known for five hours that this happened mm-hmm. or, you know, 10 hours if you stayed up all night. I think that you put it very well when you said, it's no coincidence that we've been praying and yeah. fasting for 30 days. Yeah. I I have multiple friends, friends who go to Crosspoint and yeah. have been doing that. And the amount of 
conversation that has come around. I mean, people who have had neighbors move out when they're hearing them through their condo wall fighting. Like, that's no coincidence. Right. That y'all are praying for your neighbors, praying for your community, fasting over what the Lord has for this next season in Nashville. Yeah. And then yet tragedy strikes. Yeah. And and people have seen by the time this comes out what the damage to Crosspoint. And then you just go, like, I, I have found myself two things so mad this morning, mm-hmm. just like my Enneagram 8 justice side, my are wing. Are a 7, 8 wing? I'm a yeah. 7 with an 8 wing. What are you? I'm a 6 with a 7 wing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know you got that 7 wing girl. Yeah. What's your husband? Okay. Wait, he told me. Okay. He hasn't told some of our family. I actually don't. <laughs> Can I, I say what he is? Yeah. Well, he can't take it back now. He's a 7. He is a 7. He's yes. a 7 he did with tell an 8 wing. Because he's on Love Better Tour and there is a bunch of us that are sevens. I asked him, I said, who's the, this is a legit question over dinner last night, because we love to kind of sit and debrief. And uh-huh. I told him, I said, other than NASA, uh-huh. what was your favorite, what was your high? And because I know that's going to be yeah, his yeah, answer. Yeah, He's yeah. a giant seventh grader. And so he, he was like, I said, who, what's, you know, what's your high? And I said, who's the extrovert on the bus? And he literally was like, all of us. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. And then that's he showed exactly me right. some videos. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah, he did. There's been some real talk about wait, who can show those videos and how they can go public and oh, all the things. Okay, we're going to talk about okay. Tori and your husband in just a minute. Okay. But my eightness has been angry this morning yeah. of like, how dare you mm-hmm. touch our church? My, the other thing is I just keep singing goodness of God in my head mm-hmm. of like, all my life you've been faithful. It is just a building. Yeah. We will fix it. Mm-hmm. But I am... Mostly mad. Yep. I feel I feel anger. If we're doing counseling session, I feel anger. Yeah. I feel sadness. But I just am like, man, it, I don't know who controls the weather except the Madam Morrible and Wicked. The hundred percent. And other she than that, I don't queen. I don't understand w- mm. weather. Yep. I do understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood. That yeah. there is more here that we can't see, and that the. That what the enemy intended for evil, the Lord will use for good. Hundred percent, right? That's good. Have you seen that in your life? Uh, a- absolutely. Uh, it's crazy. I was sitting here going, like, okay, Lord, like, what do you want me to talk about today? And I appreciate you asking that. When I was seventeen, my family walked through some really, really tough stuff, uh, and my I was raised a pastor's kid, yeah. And so we just walked through some really, really difficult. Uh, pretty tragic stuff. Where Parents, what's where were you born? I was born. So I was actually born between Louisiana and Texas. I was born what? in Texas. There's a place between no. Louisiana and Texas. <laughs> let me let me rephrase. Let me let me rephrase. I was born right smack in the middle. Right between, in the middle. No, actually, <laughs> actually, I was born in Texarkana, Texas, which oh. is literally the corner of Texas, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, so I was born between two states. Okay. However, uh, on the Texas side. Uh-huh. But my I was raised a pastor's kid, and we walked through some really difficult stuff. My dad lost his job. My mom then in turn lost her job. Oh, wow. They were both working at the church. And I was 17, and I'll never forget that stage of life being so tender. And, yeah. And— I didn't know because I didn't have the tools. There's no manual for really any. I mean, even today, like, yeah, we have steps that are in place, but like you don't know how to handle going to burger up yesterday and right. not it not being there today. So I didn't know how to handle that. And I, I, I bolted really? and I, and I actually left home for about a year mm. and what the enemy was. Where'd you go? Lied. I lived with some friends. 
Wow. Um, just because I didn't know how to navigate. And this goes into my sixness. And yeah. obviously, I didn't have the tools then to understand. But I tend to kind of look, you know, if someone's if something's wrong, I go, oh, my gosh, what did I do? How could I have sure. how could I have um, kept this from happening? And so when I left home, it was less about running away from my family and more removing myself. Mm. Um, and so what all that to say, what what the enemy meant to like, I mean, the lies that I was believing about myself of, you know, you caused this or you could have done something different oh, or wow. all of those, all of the, that narrative. And being 17. 17. Oh I was gosh, a child. Katie. I was a child. And so all that to say, like, I've watched the hand of the Lord in amidst, like amidst such a dark time of my life, Annie. Yeah. Like a time that I really didn't feel my purpose. I didn't want to sing anymore, actually, which is crazy. Really? But singing was a part of my upbringing singing was part of my family and so i i decided okay well i don't want to i don't then i'm not good enough i'm not going to like i'm not i'm not worthy um because of the guilt that i felt or just yeah. the shame that i felt in that yeah. season of running away so i decided okay well i don't want to sing anymore and that's just a perfect example of how the enemy decided to take what happened to us and confuse me and and really manipulate and mm. try to steal something that i was created to do. yeah. And so out of that, I had this incredible encounter with the Lord driving down the highway down I-20 in Dallas. At that point, we moved to when Dallas. When you were still 17? Uh, I, was, I was 19 at this point. So okay. I'd been gone for about a year and a couple months. And just the Lord just reminded me of who I was and who's, mm-hmm. whose I was. Mm-hmm. And so all that to say, like I look back at that time of my life and I honestly don't even really remember it. Mm-hmm. But I, what I do know, because it kind of feels like I blacked out. Right, <laughs> You right. know, it's like I don't remember that season <laughs> but uh, as much. But what I do know is that God has literally radically changed my life mm-hmm. and given me such a heart for just people, young people. It's why I loved being a nanny. It's why I've loved working with children. I just love being that voice of encouragement so that they don't feel like they have to go into fight or flight, that it's, yeah. that they are enough. Yeah. And, um, and I know my parents would have done this, but there wasn't someone, I didn't have a nanny. I wasn't, I didn't have like an older mentor that was really pouring into me saying like, you can get through this yeah. if you just stick it out. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's just a, that's, that's a, tough season of my life, but I'm so grateful to be on the other side of it. And my family and I's relationship is the best it's ever been. Where do they live now? Uh, My parents live outside of Little Rock, Arkansas, and um, they are just so wonderful. I love them so much. We've had to fight for our, you know, like when you go through something traumatic like that, like it really pulls at the nooks and crevices of your relationship. And so I go visit my parents. My mom actually was able to go on the cruise with me this past week or two weeks ago for the Karen Carpenter shows. And it was is literally some of the sweetest time she and I haven't spent a vacation just yeah. the two of us yeah. together and it we just really were able to dive into some of those things that were never said yeah oh wow you know that that because I was so How'd you young, know the time was right to do that to have my mom to have those conversations uh you know she was getting helping me get ready for my shows and I felt like this was the perfect opportunity to really tell her how grateful I was yeah and so then you know, here my mom is, you know, Donnie was on the road. So, so he wasn't able to go on the cruise with me as he tends to be, which, you know, he is the best. He's the best. We're going to do it. But, but yeah, so my mom and I, we, we just, she's helping me get ready. I'm, she's making sure I'm drinking water and eating and doing all the things a mom would do. And even though Donnie's on the road, it was a marriage cruise, which got weird. Yeah. Being on a marriage cruise with your mom. But she, as we were kind of talking, I just felt the, I just felt the peace to say, Hey, I just want to, talk about a few things. I'm not yeah. afraid to dive in yeah. to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I'd rather say it and it be out there than like 
for sure. Leave it unsaid. For sure. Yeah. Like I'm but not afraid of that. there had been 20-something years before that you hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. So how did you know the time was right? Everybody has conversations they need to have with somebody. Yeah. How did you know the time was right? Um, well, I've been in counseling for five years. Mm-hmm. That's real. We preach. I love that Carrie so here. much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've yeah, I've been in counseling for five years, and I there are some. How long things have you been married? Me and Donnie have been married. September will be seven years. Okay, uh, we got married as babies. Yeah, and I was twenty three, and he was twenty four, and um, that's not babies. That's a grown person. That's not, okay, yeah, I, was, I didn't feel like I felt probably like a more of a. I feel now as I'm thirty, I feel like a grown up five yeah, for the first time. Sure, but I I don't know. I think the healing that I've I've learned to find my voice. I've learned to say, hey, this hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so having a week with my mom to process yeah, that, yeah. if it needed to be said and then kind of stepped away, yeah. it just, it felt like the right time Yeah, um, where it was just the two of us. There's something, honestly, there's something about being on the on a boat in the middle of nowhere yeah. that really causes you. Now, I wanted to wear a mask the whole time. Let's get yeah, real. Right. But, because uh, I don't want to be stuck on a boat with that many people. But because I of the felt, coronavirus. Yes. yes. Just for um, people to know, you're not just, just randomly no, married. No, 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 no. I, I just felt like there's something about being on a boat that just causes you to really internally reflect and, and go, you know what? Like, here we are. We're kind of no iPhones, no right, Wi-Fi. Nothing. Like, let's right. talk it out. Right. And my mom was so receptive yeah. um, where I was just able to say, like, this hurt me. Right. And um, not necessarily my mom hurt, but, like, we were able to just talk about, like, oh, this hurt me with dad and, yeah. and just really get into get into the the nitty gritty of it. And then we could step away for 30 minutes or a day and then come back to it in the room. It was yeah. just the two of us. So yeah. it just, oh, we cried. She just, we hugged. It was, we laughed. We did all of that. But, oh man, it's it's never too late to talk, to have yes, those conversations. That's right. Could it be too early? I think so. Yeah. I think if you're not in a place where you're going into it with some understanding of yourself and yes. maybe understanding of the hurt versus just, a snake reacting yes. to the situation, yes. I think, or just a mama bear that's caught in a trap. I think, you know, that that's something that took a lot of reflecting, talking to my husband, processing this, learning where I was at fault, really processing through this and crying with this through this with my counselor and yeah. learning the depths of the pain that I was feeling. So I could really communicate that yeah. to my mom. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I know you're doing great. That's welcome to that sounds fun where you I don't exactly it. know what we're going to talk about. I really appreciate it. Okay, good. Well, you're doing a great job so far, Katie. Well, don't even be nervous. Okay. Uh, it also makes me think of um, when you said you could do it too early, something my counselor often says is, I'll say, I really want to tell this person this, mm. or I want to say this to this man, or I want to do this. And she always says, if you need to do that for you, do it. Don't do it expecting something from them. Mm, that's good. If you need, yeah. because we can't control how other people respond. So if you need to tell that friend that your feelings are hurt, don't do it because you want an apology. For sure. Do it because you need to say Oh, that's what you so need. hard to it's do. so hard to do. You have to be in such a healthy place, which sucks. I know. The the train to get to a healthy place, it's just so good once you're there. But right. like, the train to get there is not easy, but it's so worth it. Yes. And when you can finally say that, ex- you are so right. Like when I finally was able to say to my mom like this, just spill that all out. There was no expect that. That's a really good way to say it because yeah. that there was no expectation. Yeah, you didn't expectation. need her. To fix it at this no. point, it was just like this is the right time for me to say. It's Twenty some years of the later, right, right, or t- thirteen years later. Yeah, 
So I'm wow, your I'm math 30. was so quick right there. I'm so bad at well math. Done. I can't believe I did that. No, that was I great. go to three and stress. Right. <laughs> You're like, I got to get it right because I care what y'all think. Oh. Um, no, I think that's just so huge to to encourage people. There's so many of us, myself included, who have conversations that need to be had that are hard or that just had them that were hard. And yeah. you just go like, yeah, I'm so glad I did that for my own growth. Yeah, I had a conversation recently via email. Mm-hmm. And throughout the email, the other person kept saying, thank you that we're doing this because I don't ever do this. Mm-hmm. And I was able to say the same. I kind of said, hey, you have led me in a lot of really good ways communication-wise, too. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it, you just kind of go like, yeah, both of – in that story particularly, and it sounds like in your mom story with your mom, we both benefited from – practicing better communication. Absolutely. It seems to be the key. Is that true for you and Donnie? I mean, y'all are on different buses in different cities a lot. Uh, Absolutely. I think it's so funny. When we first got married, he was a youth pastor. He was a middle school pastor. He was a middle school pastor. I did not know that. He was a middle school pastor? Listen, I have to tell you this. Yes, you do have to tell me this. So Donnie was a middle school pastor, and he says that being a middle school pastor and being a tour manager are not very different. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. Because he still has to make sure you you guys all go potty mm-hmm. when you stop at a gas station. He has to make that's sure right. that everyone's on the bus. Yep, that's uh, true. That, you know, that nobody's left anything. And he just loves it. He's It's hurting cats. And no, no, like we, you mean, and I'm I can laugh. That's I fine. am too. That's right. A hundred percent. Like this morning I texted our roommate because he came with me here. And I was like, hey, I texted him the night before. I was like, we'll leave at 920. And at 924, <laughs> I was like, not ready with like a bougie emoji. So so Donnie was a Wait, middle school Wait, what's a bougie emoji? What'd you use? Oh, if you type bougie in your gifts, Hold I mean not emoji. On. If you type bougie into gifts, oh, and it'll just pull up someone saying oh, it pulls bougie up, or something. It pulls up Chris Jenner, like, and it's a great. Oh, I didn't she's know. She's entering okay. the room okay. with a mink okay. coat. Um, you were early though. I know. Okay, but to be on time is to be early. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's actually to I be early is to be on time. I, I live and die by that. I believe yep. it. Yes. Uh, when you are a nanny. It's important. Yes, right, right. There's children involved. There are children involved. Yes. So Donnie and I communicating. When we first got married, he was a middle school pastor, and he would go to camp, and I was so immature. I didn't know. Like, and y'all lived in Oklahoma. We did. Time. We lived in Oklahoma City at the time. Yeah. And um, he would go to youth camp, and like I would be t- blowing up his phone. Like, how is it going? Where are you? And I learned that. Then, then it switched. Then I was on the road traveling with women of faith, which is how I met Donnie, which is how I ended up in any of this. Like that's that, why yeah, I'm that's here. What so I, we I can want to, well, we can go through that. Here. The Lord I mean, had a story. The, but, that's true. But the you Lord had Donnie and women of faith. Yes, is very interesting. So, so, um, so then I started traveling and being on the other side of it. I understood it's quality over quantity mm-hmm. and communicating is not necessarily uh, for just me. It's it's at the end of the night, he doesn't necessarily at the end of youth camp need to, at the end of youth, you know, the first day, he doesn't need to sit on the phone with me for an hour and a half. But I was like, I want to know yeah. everything. Now it it is, I just, the, some of the sweetest things that we say are short. Mm, and we just communicate sweet. it's almost like the it's almost like the like eating six meals a day like yeah. he just tells me little pockets of things because i'm a talker mm-hmm. donnie is not mm-hmm. so that can be real tricky yeah even though he's a seven he is a hardcore introverted seven which i'd yeah. never met an introverted seven yeah. before are you introverted uh zero percent 
Okay. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know if there's a piece of you that's like, I want to sit at home by myself. I do choose to sit at home by myself, but less because I want to and more because it's healthy. Okay. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. No, Donnie, Donnie loves to, to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's been really difficult for us. So so what we've done to make that really just that quality over quantity is we take pockets of time. Every Sunday, we ask the same six questions to each other. Can you, will you ask, will you tell them to us? Uh, sure. Can you remember them in your heart? Uh, uh, I'm going to try. Okay. I, if I get four out of five or five Every out of six. Sunday, y'all sit down and do this, yeah. like after church in the afternoon or at yeah, night? Yeah, just before the week starts. And where's Michael, your roommate? Uh, is he he's just somewhere else? Just, yeah, we go somewhere where we can't. Okay. Yeah, not like he can't talk. Some of them I don't want to, you know. Sure. Him to hear. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I, listen. there are we, a lot of people listening who have other adults that live at their house with them. For a, sure. A, a grandparent or a friend. Or oh, a, we, yeah. if we're going to get into that, like I will say, side note, we argue in front of Brooksy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like yeah. that's healthy. We don't, if we need to talk, like yeah. we'll go into a bedroom. But like if if we're bickering, like we're old, we're an old couple. Yeah, we yeah. just, we bicker. Okay, six um, questions. The six questions are one, how did you feel the most mm-hmm. loved this week? How did you feel the most love this week? About between mm-hmm. the two of you? Yeah. So how did I feel yeah. Donnie love me most this week? Uh, what could I have done better this week? Mm-hmm. What could I have done better this week? Yes. Okay. How do you feel about our sex, romance, and intimacy? So that's a really key one. Sometimes That's a lot. Yeah. Sex, romance, intimacy, because honestly, that all kind of coincides yeah uh it not kind of it does sex romance intimacy like we can we can say you know i felt you romance me or i didn't really feel that mm-hmm. um this week or i didn't feel intimate with you i didn't feel connected because a six as a six i want to feel connected to you i yeah. want you to look me in the eye even we're arguing like i'll ask donnie to hold my hand yeah uh, it's really funny but he's I so sweet always to do that. argue holding hands do you if i can yeah. yes i just think like if 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 it's a oh, relationship it's something that's about, supposed to stay, yes. If we're like ending it, no, no. But like if <laughs> we're not, just working, you're not breaking yeah. up with some guy, and you're no, like, no, no. first before we break up, yes. let us hold but hands. If there's a way we can be both, it it, it is that same like holding both at the same time. It's of, both hands of joy and sorrow. It that's is, a way for me yes. to hear that he's not fight or flighting. Yes. If same, he's holding Katie. my hand, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. And there's too much of that in our society that's anyways. Right. So, and then there is what, what, how can I help you most this week? So like, uh, what do you need from me this week? Yeah. If that's, if that's say I've had this podcast interview. So Donnie, I need him to wake up that morning, this morning with me and be with me, Yeah, communicate with me, uh, encourage me, just be my, my help. Yeah. And my helper um, as I get a little nervous and things like this. So so I think and then the last one is how can I pray for you this week? Mm-hmm. So like what do you need from me? And then how can I yeah, be an advocate for yeah. you? Yeah. Um, so it is. Is that five questions? Yeah. yeah. What's really sweet is we actually got those from his oldest sister, Anna, uh-huh. and her husband when we got married. Oh, wow. They were given those questions by their mentors. And then they wrote them in our in our marriage card. And we've oh, done wow. that. We I'm um, let's be honest. Some of the weeks well, we've fallen off. Sure. And so. Sometimes the conversation lasts 20 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it lasts 16 hours. Yeah. Where like something came up. Something was yeah. really. But what we've learned is that it allows. It, we're, we believe that we shouldn't let the sun go down on our anger. But if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we need space. Yeah. And Donnie's not a talker. Yeah. So sometimes he needs to communicate. All he has to say to me is, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I want to talk with you. I want to talk about this with you, but we'll yeah. talk on Tuesday. Yeah. 
or we'll talk tomorrow afternoon. Is that, are you okay with that? I am, as okay. long as there's a timeline. Yeah. And that's, and that's abandonment issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's going through just a tough time in my family yeah. and, and, and being afraid of the unknown. Yes. Um, so as long as I know he's not going anywhere. Yeah. And as long oh, as girl, I can I was on like a that. first date and at the end we were doing like our, it was an early DTR. I don't DTR on first dates, but this wouldn't happen because of other scenarios involved. And I just said, you just can't ghost me. And he was like, I didn't realize that if I quit calling at this point, it would be ghosting. And I was like, you just have to know my history. Yes. Like, you just can't stop. You can leave, but you have to tell me you're leaving. For sure. And just having that where he didn't leave until we decided to leave, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was not questioning the whole time. I was like, he said you know, when he's out on, he was on tour at the time too. When he's out on tour or when I'm out on tour or when he's out in another country with the band he works for, whatever, okay. Yeah. But because he didn't say he was, you know, just yep. that little bit. There's a, that he's holding so your hand emotionally. Much. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So you'll do that almost every Sunday that you can. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I stole him so, for two Sundays. No, Yeek. you're great. Listen, he's a great I, tour manager. The other thing about him, I told, I think I told you this yesterday, but he, everything's like, okay, I'll handle it. Like I can come in blazing fire out of every hole in my face because of something. And he's like, I got it. Like, he okay. is. I tell him sometimes though, like one of the, one of the funniest things in our marriage is that he is so, he is so calm. That's, that's some of the stories he and I were talking about last night. Like it, it, I can, I am very, I can be very emotional and he would say I'm dramatic. It's fine. It's fine. But he is so good for me. Yeah. Because he, nothing startles him. Yes. And if it startles him, it's like alien invasion. Right, 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 right. Like, it, it's it's Which going he would to NASA. Because he is it's, a NASA yeah, guy. Like it's going to Disney World. Like that gets mm-hmm. him excited. But he doesn't show, he shows emotion, but he's so collected all yeah. the time. Yeah. And sometimes I need him to enter in with me. And I'm like, yeah. I need you to freaking get excited Feel or angry this. with me. Yeah, that's but right. but like I've I can call him in unbelievable stress and he is just so chill. Calm and chill. And so but what's funny is sometimes if he's, you know, not on and not doing great, then I'm like, I need you to be the tour manager of our home. Yeah. Because yeah. I need you to be I need you to to take implement those things. And it's the same with me. When he's sick, I can kind of be a butthole. Uh huh. And with my nanny children, I'm just the most caring kind. Yeah. And so he's like, "Hey, I need you to be feel a little more nanny right now. Yeah. Like, I need, I don't need you to babysit me, but yeah. I need you to like feel the compassion." Yeah. So it's interesting how like our line of work or what we do for a living can kind of we get comfortable, and so that's been really funny to. To see. Tell me how you guys met. I don't think I know that story. Okay, so we actually met. I worked for an organization called Women of Faith. Yes, which um, was I awesome. I was hired when I was 19. Yeah. And was in college. So I went to college Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, traveled right. Thursday through Sunday. Right. Uh, I was placed as a roommate with a girl named Jen Helvering. Uh-huh. And uh, we hit it off really quickly. What I, unbeknownst to me, uh-huh. that was, uh, she started talking to me about her brother and right. said, hey, I think... Because you travel all the time, like that's a way when you have a roommate, they assign you a roommate. It's like that way you don't have to learn the morning habits of 18 people throughout the tour because we were gone 40 weekends or 30 weekends a year. So, like, almost every other weekend, every other weekend. Yeah. That's how Girls of Grace was, too. For sure. We would really hit it like fall and spring. It's an entire part of your life that you literally leave home and then have another home. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So, Jen and I were roommates, and it didn't take long for us to pick up a sweet friendship, and 
she started talking to me about her brother. Well, I was dating someone at the time. Okay. But I, well, I don't, I, he was a very sweet man. But sure. I, I had to, I break, I broke it off. Sure. Because I just didn't feel that that was where I was supposed to go. And so, but because the guy I was dating, his family was a big deal in Dallas. Like he was actually, it was a very prominent family. I was nervous to have any kind of, and because it was part of my university where I went to school, I was so nervous to like date anyone that was a friend or like had any association with my work or with that being education. It was like, I didn't want to ruin a good thing because I felt like, oh gosh, I broke up with this guy and now I'm not, I'm going to lose friendships over that. And so I was like, when Jen started talking to me about him, I was like, nope. Yeah, nope, not interested. Not interested. Yeah. I don't want to ruin a good thing. Right. So for 10 months, Annie, she talked to me about her brother, Donnie. Oh, my gosh. A whole I, gestation of a baby. Yep, exactly. Wow. And so I was strong. And then I worked with a lot of her family on the road as okay. well. Uh, and so they Oh, yeah. Do you want to say who the family is? <laughs> it's fine. I actually, it's totally sweet. I So Donnie, so I don't know how to say this. It's Sandy Patty. It is. It's Sandy <laughs> Patty, uh, which if you see my bio, you're like, oh, she sang with Sandy Patty. Yes, I sang with my family-in-law yes. for five years. So Sandy got in on it. And what's crazy? Oh, Sandy got in on like, oh, oh Katie, you got to oh, meet Donnie. Oh, you got to meet Donnie. Here's what's crazy. Wow. I met Sandy when I was nine years old. Bull. No, you can't make this up. No. I was nine years old and my dad was a pastor. Yeah. Had her at our church. And so I met Sandy, my father-in-law, Don. Oh, And two-year-old baby Sam, who is my 25-year-old <gasps> brother-in-law. Bull. In my dad's office. Oh, And I gosh. asked her, I was nine, and I asked her like, how do you sing? so high like I was so I'd never heard her before so I became this little fan yeah and like grew up you know like loving her music and so especially when she got in on it it was like okay I'm the brakes because that that's just that kind of pulls into you out a hundred percent yeah so so they so Sandy and I had a conversation because she'd met me when I was nine yeah and she remembered me like through the years like I'd see her in concert every once in a while because I loved her music and we kind of she kind of took to me listen I can still do love in any language language and sign language. So yeah, oh, we're oh. doing it right now. Uh, she does it every every time we do a show. It's the sweetest. So so then when it, she and I had a conversation, we, she and I sat down. Yeah. Um, and I when Donnie and I let me back up. So so finally, this is a big piece. Donnie reaches out to me. He's over it. He she had shown Donnie a video of me impersonating Jim Carrey uh-huh. from. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> It got you a ring, so it worked it out It did. Fine. It did. I was impersonating Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, of course. And Jen took a video. Uh-huh. Totally sober. Like, this is not like, sure. I was not acting like a crazy person. Yeah. This was like, this is me. If if you, this is me, you yeah. know? We were out with, with a group of friends, and I was in Seattle, downtown, and outside. I started doing Ace Ventura impersonation, and she took a video and sent it to Donnie, and Donnie said, that's my wife. Uh-huh. And so, yes, he was like, I'm going to marry that girl. And so, because I made him laugh, and not many people make Donnie laugh. If yeah, you no, make I'm Donnie trying. laugh, no, I'm trying it. I you don't know. know. I mean, he laughed pretty hard on the tour bus the other night. But oh, it's he because, loves you. Oh, thanks. He well, loves you. It wasn't me, but every we were we were dying laughing. We were oh, all singing as hard as we could. When sing. he laughs so hard, he gags himself. Yeah. you know it's real. <laughs> so, so he saw this video and uh, was determined. So he <laughs> he sends me a direct message on Twitter. Oh, and was like, hey. I'm going to come with Sandy as her plus one to women of faith because he didn't have my cell phone number. Yeah. I was shutting it down, like yeah. going like, nope, not happening. He just dove right on in and was like slid in my DMs, yeah, if you will. I respect it. And said, 
hey, he actually commented on a tweet that I had. And I remember when he tweeted at me, this sounds so silly, but like my heart did a little flutter. I'd yeah. never seen him. I didn't know what he looked like, but it was like, oh my gosh, like this, this guy does sound legit. And so anyway, so he flew into Phoenix, Arizona okay. to Women of Faith as Sandy's plus one. And everyone's flight, the whole oh. family was like, why don't we do this? Let's all go to dinner to ease the flow. And have you at dinner? Uh-huh. Oh, Katie. But listen, the God, God is good. Okay. <laughs> Praise be to he. Because everyone's flight got delayed except Donnie's and mine. Uh-uh. I mean, we're talking Jen is on the tarmac in Nashville with like one of the other artists in the plane. They can't get to Women of Faith. Like Anna and Colin, his oldest sister, who was a MC of Women of Faith, yeah. like on the tarmac in Indy, like no one could and so get the there. so the two of y'all just end up going so to dinner? So he shows up to my hotel room just, and he was like, you hi, I'm me. Donnie. Uh- <laughs> I'd never seen him before. And we went on a blind date, and we walked around downtown Phoenix for like three hours. Oh. And I fell in love. He was this like, I'm 5'10", okay? Uh This like 5'7", bearded wonder. Yeah. Walks to my door, and I just, I remember thinking, I don't need, I don't need a beam of light, Lord, but I need peace. That's how I function in my life. That's how all of this stuff with my career has happened, is just walking in peace. If I feel peace, then I can step forward. Yeah. If I don't, then it's, I'm out. Yeah. So he and I walked around for three hours, and that was it. That was October. That was Thursday, October. I think it was 22nd of 2011. And oh we got gosh. engaged in 2012, right after I graduated college. And then we got married in September of 2013. So with, within two years, y'all were married. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yep. I left my, I graduated college. I mean, I studied music business, right? So yeah. you don't have a job. The applications aren't flowing in sure, after sure, that. Sure, yeah. So I moved to Oklahoma City to be with him because he was a middle school pastor at the time at Crossings Community Church. And I was a nanny. Yeah. And t- I was a, um, I typed, what's the word? I don't know. Subtitles for Food Network. You're lying to me. Dead serious. You would watch the shows sure and would. subtitle them. I got to watch them like close six compact, months before everybody else captioning. did. Yeah, I did close caption. Oh, that's what I did to make okay. a living. Yeah, and the whole so time I got to hear like Alex Gornishelli. Like, oh yeah, I got to hear all the behind the scenes and you know type that. I was singing, so that's when all of this flipped. It was 2013? Done my sweet, sweet, wonderful, handsome Donnie got me for my birthday a microphone. Like a like a like a USB yeah. microphone, and he said, "I think you need to start doing videos. I think you're crushing it as an Annie. You're doing great, and I know that, but I know what you want to do." And so I, he got me a microphone and said, "I think you need to do a YouTube video." So I reluctantly, with Brooks, who's yeah. now our roommate, yeah, helped me. I didn't know what to do. Church? He was at the same church. Okay. He was on staff. That's full circle. He helped kind of engineer helped me learn how to run a microphone and I posted a video of me singing for the first time in forever and I did both the Idina Menzel and Kristen Bell uh, do I did both parts and it blew up right because the thing I said about you on the bus this weekend is it's not that you can just sing like the princesses it's like mm-hmm. you can sing like all the princesses oh, thank you you sound like each of them oh thank you and so you did Anna and Elsa. I did. We'll link to that video. It's unbelievable. It, well, so here's the thing. I posted it like totally reluctantly going, okay, like maybe 15 people will watch it. Yeah. And like 15,000 people yes. saw it. And here's what's crazy. That's fine and good. I, I The people, like my target audience is either the elderly or children. Yes, like that's sure. I'm, I've found my niche. So singing Disney songs at them, I love it so much. But I 
what's crazy is that that's when in 2013, the Indianapolis Symphony maestro got a hold of my video and said, who is that? And what's crazy is Sandy, my sweet mother-in-law, has actually hosted the Yuletide celebration, which is in Indy. If you live in Indy and you're Annie's friends, uh-huh. you have to know about Yuletide okay. celebration. It's Are in they, downtown yes. with the Indy Symphony, and it's about 40 shows <gasps> for the season. Oh, it is, we have to go. go. Yeah, I need to you, go. You, you need to go see it. ever? I've done Does five. Sandy still do it? I've, she's doing it. I don't. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I think oh. I am. She's doing it this Christmas. Okay. So she hosts pretty much every other year. Okay. She's done it, my gosh, like 20 times. She commented on my Instagram this week, and I went to Donnie, and I was like, you made this happen. And he was like, I didn't. And I was like, well, now you are down one artist for the tour because I'm passed out. <laughs> well, I'm she, slain in the she Sandy called me, spirit. She called me because something happened, and I told her that she needed to follow you because she would see her boy. Oh, got it. And yes. so she was freaking out. Now she's like texting me screenshots of like, oh my gosh, I love Annie Dance. <laughs> you need to meet. Have you met her? No, I'm dying. Oh, well, she's I mean, the best. I met her in that I went on stage as a nine year old and, and signed Love in Any Language at the Phillips Arena. Orange juice almost came out of my nose. <laughs> I So I've met her in that I've stood on stage with her when I was nine. Oh, but she is the best I know. and and the thing I've is is that to. i love her i love her regardless of funny? whether she's saying oh she's so she seems funny, so funny. I know. she's so funny and and she's given me some great advice she says don't try to be funny you are you are kind and endearing so yeah. just be yourself you are but you are funny well i appreciate that but yeah. like she tells me don't you don't have to try to be to anything try. you're not because mm, you are right because if i try then it gets awkward that's right and that's what she's learned like yeah. she on the fly she's been such a great mentor to me to see like when something goes wrong, mm-hmm. I've watched mm-hmm. her literally run on stage to start a show and the track not work, and she literally leaves and pretends she's never seen the audience before. It's one of the back. funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> like she ran out and was like, "We're gonna try that again," and like yeah. literally runs in and is like, "Hey!" Like she's never seen them before. It's so her comedic timing is so good in moments yeah. of, of anyway. So what's crazy is Sandy hosts Yuletide Celebration. Yes. So that was a connection to the family. Got it. And so I got asked in two thousand. 14, 2013, to sing the role of Anna with the Indianapolis Symphony. It was the first oh time gosh. in the world that the music has been had been played on stage. Oh, my gosh. And so it was literally the world premiere of the yeah. music from Frozen. No oh one had gotten the gosh. rights to do it with a symphony before. And I will never forget that. Was it awesome? Who was Elsa? So they actually had the host sing. Yeah. The host was a woman named Angela Brown, and uh-huh. she— she, I sang the role of Anna. It wasn't like a play or a musical. Sure, it sure, was sure. literally just, just a stage. Yeah. yeah, it was just a staged, you know, uh, show of the music. It was yeah. a, a feature in the show. So it was about a twenty-minute feature. I, Angela Brown, is an incredible opera singer. She actually does some great everything, um, but she sang the role of Elsa. And getting to share the stage with someone who is world, like someone like world class, like Angela or Sandy, it literally it changed the trajectory of my life. And this is you're going to love this because we love Broadway. Yes. So my the duet partner of Frozen. Here here I'm so green. I have no idea. I'm like my name is on the like I'm on the sheet like yeah. in in all caps. I'd yeah. never seen my name in all caps before. Yeah. This is my first <laughs> job. All caps. And my duet partner was a wonderful na- man. He played the role of Hans. He sang the role of Hans, the oh, bad yeah. the bad prince. Sure. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry, if you haven't seen Frozen, seen Frozen by now, one. like, yeah. join the, you know, right. the, I feel sorry That's for you. That's on you. That's, That's on you. <laughs> this, this is on you. So the guy who played the role of Hans was a guy named Ben Crawford, who is now Phantom. 
has been Phantom oh my on Broadway gosh, for a year. Oh my gosh, he is the Phantom? He is the Phantom. So Donnie and I got Do to go like see him. Do you like that show? I love it. I hate it. Do you? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm like the worst about it. For some reason, that one is just like so too much to me. For okay. Some, says the girl who loves Wicked and Hamilton. I appreciate I it. it I love all musical theater and I can appreciate it so much just because I mean I sang All I Ask of You with like my dad when I was yeah, a kid sure, so like sure. there's a part of me that's it's so nostalgic I will say you would love it if you got to put on the mask so me and Donnie <laughs> reached out to him and said last time we're we were coming. in we yeah. were in we sang at Carnegie with Sandy yeah we literally texted him and was like hey we're like hey we bought tickets we weren't gonna be totally. we know we know I buy tickets for Jenna sure Claire can't give away for tickets. sure yeah we bought tickets and we were like hey we'd love to see you if we yeah. can we know about that comp life. Right. Uh, I, te- I texted him. I was like, we bought tickets. We'd love to see you. And he said, please come backstage for a tour afterwards. Yeah. I'd love to see you. Yeah. And he, there's a picture on my Instagram of Donnie and I fangirling so dang hard <laughs> because he gave us the masks that he actually wears. He has no. like 10 of them and we got to put them on our face. Oh, that's awesome. It was the most... I couldn't be, I was so proud of him because he was so kind to someone like me who was so green. He had done Broadway shows by that point. He'd been with Kristen Chenoweth and done so much. And here he was with Katie who literally, I didn't even know, like I didn't know what a show like that was. So anyway, so that's what started all of my stuff. Do you want to do Broadway? You know, I'm I I've gone and auditioned a few times, but I love the audition process. Yeah. So it really I think it's such a great learning curve to be told no. Yeah. So I go and audition, but honestly, I mean, the dream would be a Karen Carpenter musical, and okay. then I got to play Karen. We got to talk about that. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. I I there's not really. I mean, I love Sutton Foster. Yeah. Anything Sutton Foster, like anytime I have auditioned, it's one of her songs that I sing. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because that's kind of where my voice falls. But a Karen Carpenter musical. If there yeah. was a Karen Carpenter musical on Broadway, I would be remiss if I didn't. Well, I mean, it's the same audition. as Mark Martell, who for sure who plays the guy in Queen or sings just like a a hundred percent. You like, sing just like Karen Carpenter. Well, thank you. I mean, we were on the bus listening to it because, uh, like, some of our friends on the bus. So let me just be clear to people. Your husband, Donnie, mm-hmm. is our tour, our assistant to the tour manager. He's a, He and Lori are the tour managers yeah. of yeah. our Love Better tour. Yeah. And But you and I have been friends for years before this, yeah. which is excellent. Thanks to the so Therefore sweet. Gathering. Thanks, Therefore Gathering, um, which Texas, is, this is which my we fa- love. fifth and last year with them. Yeah, so really? Sweet. Are yeah. you done? I'm done. Okay. I love them. Oh, I think so we, highly of them. They're the one. The, Tiffany Daniels is incredible. I Continue. Agree. I agree. But so for people to know, so we were sitting on the bus one of these days and we pulled up Merry Christmas, Darling. Mm, you did? <laughs> yes. And we played it and people were like, I mean, Sean Groves, who has been a musician for a hundred years, uh-huh. it was like, she sounds just like Karen Carpenter. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Katie to tell you about some of our sponsors making today's show possible. For starters, Rothy's. You guys know how much I love these shows. And have you heard that they're not just making sustainable shoes anymore? They're also making bags for life on the go. Carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. Rothy's shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit design. With many chic styles to choose from, Rothy's shoes are the perfect pair for any adventure. In fact, last week on the Love Better Tour, uh, someone came to one of the events in these adorable leopard pattern shoes, and I said something about them. She said, girl, these are Rothy's, and I bought them after you told me about them. So 
I loved him. They have such a variety of designs with new styles launching all the time. Rothy's has become a beloved brand for a reason. Plus, they always come with free shipping and free returns. So I am definitely ready to get me another pair. I've been working those pink pointy ones, and I am. it is time for some new ones. I'm definitely going to look at those leopard ones. Rothy's come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns, and they're available in a range of styles. And with new colors and patterns launching every few weeks, they sell out constantly. So we got to go find those leopard ones. They were loafers. Oh my gosh, I just, I can't even tell y'all. I loved them so much. If you're the friend who wore them at Love Better, will you tell me on the internet and send me the link? I loved them so much. Rothy's has kept 50 million single-use plastic bottles out of landfills and transformed them into their signature thread, which is then knit into beautiful, sustainable products. I love that that number keeps going up. Love that we're at 50 million. So check out the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S. Dot com slash sounds fun when comfort style and sustainability meet to create your new favorite so head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today today's show is also brought to you by our friends at stamps.com don't you wish you were at the post office right now well maybe if you've been in your house for a couple of days but in general that's not a place we want to go hang out running a business or keeping up with your schedule takes a lot and sometimes there just aren't enough hours in the day y'all know that you've just got more important things to do and that's why you need stamps.com anything you can do at the post office you can do at stamps.com they're on demand postage means you can skip that trip to the post office plus you can save money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. So whether you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it. They can handle it, y'all. Just use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. And once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's that simple. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, y'all, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. So right now, my friends get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com and click on the microphone in the top of the homepage and type in Sounds Fun with no space. That's Stamps.com and enter Sounds Fun. And now back to the show with Katie. How did you figure out you sound like just like just like Karen Carpenter? So I was I was nine years old, and for Christmas that was a big year, by the way, big year. You met Sandy. I did was a big year. I didn't think about that. I met Sandy Patty. uh, Met my future in laws. Right. No. So I was nine years old. It was Christmas. Yeah. Nineteen ninety eight. And okay. I Christmas nineteen ninety eight, and in my Christmas stocking, my wow. parents got me every single Carpenter's cassette tape. Yeah, and I just kept pulling them one out, like really? out one after another. Yeah, and then I, my parents were just like welcome. My parents didn't allow me to take voice lessons. This is a huge piece. Yeah, my parents did not allow. That. So my dad's a professional musician. My dad is a, is classically trained. He's a okay. he's a 
he's a con- he actually is a conductor, but okay. brilliant. Has his master's in conducting and all of that. He's so smart. And so, and my mom plays piano. My brother, my big brother, plays piano. So I came in a very musical family. Sure. But my dad and mom were adamant that I wouldn't take voice lessons because they wanted my voice to develop completely naturally. So they w- they bought me these cassette tapes of Karen Carpenter, uh, Sandy Patty, Natalie Grant, people that were of all genres, pretty much Christian. CCM sure, artists, sure. with the exception of Karen and then Chicago. Okay. That's real. And so I, they just wanted me to learn how to sing by listening and imitating what I was hearing. So they found me in multiple times watching Disney movies, but I didn't want to dress like the princesses. I was watching, I was closing my eyes and trying to shape my mouth like I thought Jodie Benson, who played the, oh, little, the role of gosh. Little Mermaid, was. Yeah. So it was almost this kind of like very sweet niche that I found myself in. Yeah. So when I started, and they never can were you like, sing this like is Ariel weird. right now. Right now, you can say no. Yeah. No, I will. Uh, I just got to think this through. <laughs> if you could see me, I'm staring into the abyss. She's, Hold on. She just turned her head to the window. She's just staring. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Oh, I mean, you do every princess like that. You can just become her. So you were just practicing that for as a sure. kid. For sure. So Karen, Katie. thank you. I'm so glad you, I, I can't believe I just did that. I get so nervous. So, so I, so I started to like, listen to the way she'd say like, and I, like she's, Karen has such a specific way she says things. Yeah. I think she was from California or maybe from the North. So, so she had a very specific thing she'd do with her voice. And so I listened to that over and over again. And I was about 10 and sang it for the first time. And my parents were like, what the heck? Because <laughs> I was 10. I was, right. I know, granted, I was like six feet tall. Right, right, right. Uh, but, but like, I didn't really sound right to come out of my little giraffe looking body. Yeah. And so oh. I, um, oh, I was weird. I was <laughs> awkward. So it's fine. I was like, I was this height. I was 5'9 when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. It's fine. Oh my gosh. So I started singing like Karen. And then my parents realized, okay, this is something. Then I started imitating like men. Like like some yeah. of the men we knew that I had heard um, sing, and my parents thought it was so kind of funny. And so, like at dinner parties, like people would ask Katie, "Will you sing like the lion in Wizard of Oz? Will you sing Judy Garland for us? Will you sing?" So people started just asking me. Like I, the first solo I ever sang, I was four. I was four or five, and I sang and I imitated Judy Garland. And my mom and dad didn't tell me to imitate Judy Garland. I just didn't know how not to. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. So I didn't sing it. And and what's crazy is that people like I've thought like where what does Katie sound like? And it's like, yes, that's there, but there's so much of who I am as a combination of all of my yeah. influences in my yeah, life. Right. So yeah, when you hear me talk or something like that's me, but but that's a niche that I love to do. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like where's Katie? It's like I'm right here. Yeah. I'm just yeah. imitating things that. So, so a lot of a lot of sometimes if Kristen Bell or or um, Mandy Moore, a couple of the auditions I've done are when Mandy Moore doesn't want to record something. So then I go in uh, and do that. Um, oh my gosh! And you sing the part? Yeah, I'll sing the part or speak the part and 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 just sound like her because they she doesn't she doesn't have time to do the job. Yeah. <laughs> and who She's does? Busy being Rebecca. I do. Yeah, thing. yeah. And you've got the time. And I'm a lot cheaper. Yeah, so. <laughs> doesn't have to be that way. 
not after today. Thanks. And so then you just recently decided to do an entire album of Karen Carpenter. I did. So what's crazy is I got uh, asked about a year ago to do a cruise um, and sing Karen Carpenter music on the yeah, cruise. Which is the one with your mom. This is the one with my mom, yes. Yeah. And it was just two weeks ago. So it was a little over a year ago that I got asked to do this. And that's it was so out of the blue, Annie. I literally went to coffee with a friend and my friend, sweet friend Jamie, and she tells me, hey, I saw this YouTube cover yeah. that I did for Donnie for our fourth anniversary of yeah. We've Only Just Begun. And yeah. people freaked out. Yeah. So I... I started. Did Michael record it for you? Mm, or did you do it? He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> With a bed sheet behind my head. Oh, like we I love didn't it. have a background. We didn't yeah. have anything. So, but Donnie's in the video. If you, if people love we're Donnie, they need it. to watch yeah, the video because it. it's really funny. Yeah. So I recorded this video and she had seen it and she lives here. And I wanted to ask her what's so sweet is I wanted to ask her, hey, how do you, I'm a session singer too in town. Yeah. And, and she is such, I mean, Jamie Paul, look her up. She is so good. She's a jazz singer, but she is a killer sight singer. And that's something in this town. If you're going to make it, you got to be able to read music on yeah. the fly yeah. on site yeah. so I asked her I mean I practice nearly every day because you never know what could be asked of the next day sure. It's, sure. it's whatever so I asked her hey how did you get really good at this and she said it's very sweet you want to ask me questions I want to tell you something so like point blank calls yeah. me out at, at, at coffee and said I saw a Karen Carpenter video you posted and I'm freaking out. I want to encourage you that there are very few people in the world who do these imitations of Karen Carpenter and I think you need to do it. So I was like, okay, well, that was out of the blue. Yeah. So I go home and I tell Donnie the next day I get a phone call from my friend Nicole who I worked with at Women of Faith nine years ago. Yeah. Haven't talked to her. I mean, texted maybe back sure. and forth. She calls me and she says, hey, have you ever thought about doing a Karen Carpenter tribute show? And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm listening loud and uh -huh. clear. Uh-huh. And so she... She literally was like, uh, we want to have you and we want to book you for four or five shows on the boat. It's a full cruise buyout with family life. And we'd love to have you as a guest artist. Yeah. So I was like, well, and it was, and it's volunteer. Yeah. So with that said, and that's you okay for me to say. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's volunteer. So it's that's just great exposure. And not right. all the artists are volunteer. And sure. I don't, I think that's a beautiful thing. It's a free vacation <laughs> to right. be able to it's sing what you want to say. Going on a cruise. Yes. So, so I got to go on a cruise with 6,000 friends. Yeah. And I, but I thought, okay, I have, like, I've been wanting to do this. I have dreamt of this since I was 11 years old or 10 years old when I heard the Christmas portrait record of the Carpenters. Yes. And I, my dad and I would start to talk about, hey, like, you need to, you need to do this track or this track yeah. or record this or do this with the orchestra. And so that's been in the back of my mind. I didn't know it was a cover record. Yeah. yeah. So all of that to say, here I go on this cruise as a volunteer. And I was like, well, maybe we bring a record. Yeah. So I, so Donnie and I saved our money. And we were so proud of ourselves yeah. because we had saved like six thousand yeah. dollars. And what we realized is that's about recording room fees. <laughs> and so not gonna cover it. No. And so that was about two hours worth of, no, I'm just kidding. But what's crazy is community. Yeah. People jumped in and started to help and started to donate and made this dream come true. Yeah. And where we thought you know, we were going to be with the budget just, I mean, we got to record an orchestra, Annie, and we yeah. got to record some of the best singers in town who are some of my friends, Laura Cooksey, Shelly Justice, Terry White, Phil Nitz, like some of these people I that love. I've looked up yeah. to for, I've known Laura and she's been I a mentor of Laura. mine. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. Got to sing on, I got to hire them yeah. to sing on my record. Yeah. So, so we record this record. It's an EP. And, it's, and you're so loud to record 
carpenter songs? Do you so just have to we, like license them? Yeah. So we basically were just really above reproach. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. My management and I, we were like, because along, along the story came management, which yeah. is just such a gift. Um, but we just were really above reproach. So we talked to our attorney. We wanted to do everything really, really just well yeah. and be cross all of our T's and dot all of our I's and make sure that we weren't doing anything illegal. Sure. And, uh, but they're all my arrangements. They're oh, all I love my it. arrangements. And I worked with a man named Jay Rouse, who I was on the tour with Sandy Patty with. He yeah. was her musical director. Yeah. Um, so I've known, and he's known Donnie since he was a toddler. Yeah. Uh, so it's just really sweet to see, you know, this record. Obviously, you know, the ultimate thing is when someone comes to one of my shows, which we did five, we did four on the cruise, and then this is nuts. I literally thought it's the same as my YouTube video. I thought maybe 11 people were going to be there. I know, yeah. And Annie, so the first night, I go to my sound check, and this just shows how green I am. Like, I go to my sound check, and my show is at 9.30, which my bedtime's 8.45. To be real, yes. And so... late. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. So I go in for my sound check at, like, my show is at 9.30. I go in for, like, 8.30, and there's a line of people outside. (gasps) And I was like... Who the heck are they here for? Uh-huh. Like what's, what's going on here before my show? Right, right, right. <laughs> and the the host, the host of the room, it's a room that holds like 250. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful lounge. The host was like, they're here for you. And that moment of, I mean, really, let's be honest. They were here to hear Karen Carpenter. Sure. But what I found was, you know, there's a part of like I love performing. I yeah. love making people laugh. I love helping people connect to something um, that maybe they haven't thought of in a while, yeah. or bring in, draw in an emotion. And I know you do that too when you speak. Like you're you're speaking so that people can maybe put two dots together, like yeah. like put two things together yeah. that have maybe you know where they take humor and and draw it in with the word or right. whatever. I felt like even though this isn't like a Christian music career yeah, musical yeah. career i felt like i can cr- cross joy and hope with this music that yeah. a lot of people i mean in the middle of one of my shows a husband just leaned over and kissed his wife on the cheek oh. because it was their wedding song oh. it was their wedding song in like 1972 yeah you know so so this Which is totally so one sweet. of the reasons i wanted you on the show because i love having musicians who are who are faith minded but not necessarily singing faith songs for all sure, the time. For I sure. love it. For sure. There was one moment when in the middle of one of my shows, so I had four shows and then they ended up having to book me a fifth show and like two thousand people. It was oh, crazy. I've my never gosh. seen anything like it in my life. Well, I, I can't imagine being on a cruise, having a little drink in your hand, a little a little shirt on with palm trees. Hundred percent. And you're like Yes, I'd love to hear Karen Carpenter. For sure. Yeah. Well, and it, like it was surreal when mom and I are sitting at the pool and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to get the buffet. And I'm like, is this Karen or is this me? Oh, in Playing the music in the, the background. Playing the loudspeakers yeah. in the boat. And sure enough, I was listening not for my voice because it was just quiet enough where I couldn't really tell. Yeah. But it, I heard like Laura and Shelly and Phil and Terry yeah. do the BGVs that we wrote. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. Yeah. Uh, so so it was very, very surreal. But people really connected with it. And, you know, it is a specific demographic. But I am so honored. I actually, so this is what I was going to tell you. In the, middle of one of, in the middle of my shows, I sang yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Because I want to pay homage oh, to sure. how I learned to imitate. Right, which right, is right, 1991. Right. Went to see Beauty Listen, and the Beast. Thank you. For the first, first movie I saw right, in theaters. Right, two years old. And right. it changed my life. Right. Um, and so I wanted 
to to pay I wanted to sing as Katie for a second and so yeah. I sang Beauty and the Beast and this woman in the audience is weeping no yeah and I kind of thought something was wrong right walked up to her after the show or she came up after, to me after the show and she said Katie like I thought something was wrong and she walked up to me and said my mom passed two weeks ago oh gosh and of cancer and right before she died but she was she was like functioning it right. was just like she she was functioning she told her doctors I want to leave the hospital I want to take my family to Disney World one more time. One more time. So she literally took her entire family, her grandkids, her children, oh, wow. to Disney World for the last time, and that was two weeks prior to this cruise. Oh, and, and so the woman was just saying, like, Katie, thank you yeah. for bringing joy and for doing what you do because we record most of the stuff for the Disney parks here in Nashville. Yeah. That's one of the things that I yeah. do. So yeah, so people should know. So like when they're sometimes on parades that you're the voice that they're Hundo hearing. P. Yeah. So last Your year, that too. does he really? I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> So last Halloween at Disneyland, it was yeah. called like Disney's Oogie Boogie Bash. Right. Uh, I got to sing the role of Ariel. Oh, my gosh. I did. So I got to do the, ah. And then like freaking Ursula yeah. is, I'm hearing her in my cans by herself, yeah. which is crazy. It's cans, actually you mean her, headphones. Sorry, yes. Yes, you're touching them so uh, people will know. Yeah. So what, um, Ursula? Ursula's daughter does all of her voice acting now. <gasps> really? Yep. Ursula's daughter sounds just like Ursula. Just like her. Feels true. Yep. Wow! So it was me and Ursula, the the actual actress's daughter. In the she Have wasn't you in the booth with me. At Disney yet? How yes. would you know? Yeah. So I've heard myself at Disney World. We did, uh, no, at Disneyland. We did. Right now, we have a show called um, Fantasmic. Yeah, yeah. That's on at Disney World. Yeah. It's the new. It's it's they just recreated it. I mean, it's yes. been for twenty five years. Yeah. Um, but it's going to play for about twenty years more, and so I've gotten to hear Fantasmic. And you're singing. What role are you on that? Uh, I'm just, just all alto too. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Solid. But Excellent. we do video games and things like that. So it is weird. Like when my husband, my husband loves video games. He'll call me in and be like, "Oh my gosh, I can hear you. <laughs> you know, singing the oohs and ahs behind the soccer and FIFA. You know, or whatever. That's so cool. And they record yeah. all that here. Yeah." Katie, that's yeah. very cool. I did not know that. So, so really, I get to do that. I get to. I'm a nanny full time, but um, or have been, and have three nanny kids, whom I love so much. Yeah. But my nanny family are so gracious to let me go. And as I've built this Karen, as I've built session singing, they allow me to go and and do that. Yeah. With they just give me the day off. I love it. They're the best. Where can we get your Karen album? So it's everywhere streaming platform. Every streaming okay. platform. So it's on YouTube. You can get it on Spotify. I actually played a made a sound a playlist that I think you'd really like. Oh, tell me more. It's called Katie it's called um old school love jams. Yeah, I'm about that. Um and it goes from everything from the 70s to the 90s. And it's really, singing all of them? No, it's actually oh. I put my Katie like Katie Pestless, Karen Carpenter, I put like two or three of my songs in there because yeah. it's Carpenters, and then I actually put the Carpenters. Yeah. But um, but it's I mean it's got like Genesis. Like we Have got you some good stuff. Interacted with any of the Carpenter family yet? So no, we. I really because she I didn't have assuming, any kids, right? She died before she no, had kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. She died before she had children. Her brother Richard is still alive. I think he's seventy three. He? Yeah. <gasps> um, so we've had some people send him my stuff, and but here's. If I'm going to be honest with you, yeah. you know that was a really tragic loss. Yeah, I would assume that um, I I would assume that that's a very very tender subject for him. Yeah. and I think that ultimately 
my team and I want to be very, very respectful. We're not trying to exploit her story. Oh my gosh. That's not going to be something that I talk about in my shows. Like my shows are going to be to remember all of the beauty and the, the, the iconic music that she, that she and Richard brought. So I, we, we will and want to approach him very soon. Um, And I've had people randomly as this came out, like text me and say, oh my gosh, I know a friend of mine is really good friends with Richard. Can I send him your stuff? And I'm like, does he live in LA? He does. Yeah. He lives in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and still, I mean, a friend of mine sang on a track with him not too long ago. So sends me a video of him, like, you know, with Richard. Uh, but I, I, I just want to be really respectful of him. I know that's got to be a tender subject. So I truly believe that when the time is right, it's going to happen. And you very casually said shows. I did. What does that mean? What can you say about that? So what I can say, there is a Huge chance. Okay, uh, that we have some shows in the works, um, and I, after the cruise, I really saw the that it's there. Yeah, the fan base is there. Yes, and people were just coming up with such sweet stories. And so, what we want. I to mean, create, how much did people lose their mind when I shared um, "Merry Christmas, Darling" at Christmas, and then my internet blew up with people. Listening to it. It was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. And, and here's the thing. I sang uh, a Carpenter's Medley at Christchurch where uh-huh. my husband and I go. And we did their big Christmas thing. And we did it with the orchestra and the choir. And watching people freak out when I went, yes. just hear those sleigh bells jingling. Like people were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like nine-year-old Katie would be freaking out right now that I get right. to sing these songs. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but when Merry Christmas, Darling, like I actually heard the audience gasp uh-huh. like when I said the last song we'd love to sing for you yes. is Merry Christmas yes. yes, there's not a Christmas without it and yes. so um, if you don't know that song I'm going to assume that you live under a rock right. like that right. song is, that is the so Christmas iconic song. Yes. Yes. Um, and with Donnie traveling a lot of times we're away from each other at Christmas yeah. So hopefully not this Christmas. Right, I won't take him. I'm not doing. A Christmas oh, you can tour. listen if you if he's going to be somewhere. I, I want him to think be. I'm with doing you. a Christmas tour to be what prophetic. But yeah, I know it's not my plan. <laughs> Maybe we go on the road together. I'm Katie. just kidding. Listen, you we've just, done it before. We've t- we've therefore before. We sure have. We've um, stage before. So I I really. I'm so excited. I can't wait to announce what's coming what's coming next and yeah. and I really believe it's not I mean we're not just going to I feel like the the show will be much more much of course for people who love Karen Carpenter and Richard Carpenter but there's really going to be something for everyone. Yeah. And and well, um, also who doesn't love them? I, I I would be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear their music and I'm going to be honest with you if you've seen the movie Tommy Boy you know their music. Uh, Don't oh. you remember you t- when they're like, "Do yes. me, love me, be like him and David Spade uh, in the car, um, or is it Black Sheep? You're no, right. it's Tommy Boy. It's but Tommy thank Boy. Thank you for not knowing which one because you know them both so well. They're they're Black both Sheep so good. Is the Black Sheep of all those movies? It's the funny. It's so it funny. Is hysterical. it kills me? And in, I don't know if you know this, but in Friends, I mean, like, there's so many Carpenter's references in pop culture. In Friends, the blackout episode, they there's a scene where Rachel's trying to tell Ross that she, or Ross is trying to tell Rachel she loves him, and the cat jumps on his back. And there's this scene where inside there's candles everywhere, and Phoebe is playing her guitar horribly, and they're singing, I'm on the top of the world looking down. Like, they're, they're Monica and Joey and Phoebe are singing that song in the background. Yeah. You see Ross. Freaking out with the cat on his head, so it's it's everywhere. There there are songs that one of my favorite things that someone came and told me because it was a young couple about Donnie and I's age. They were like, 
I didn't realize how much these songs made me think of my parents. Yeah, that's right. And I hope that that, like, I hope that that is the story yeah. of, that it makes you think of someone you love or a time in your life that you listen to this. For my husband, I mean, that's like me taking him to, or him taking me to see Celine Dion. Like yeah. when I hear certain songs, like I associate them with times of my life that, you know, are are important and are and are just foundational to who I am. So, so that's what the show is going to be about. And I'm bringing a really um, great team at some point down he the road. Proudly dot, dot, rocked dot. That's, ooh. He proudly rocked that Celine shirt on tour. Doesn't he look so <laughs> handsome in that shirt? So I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. I, you can say he's handsome. <laughs> he's so I handsome. think he's yeah. so handsome. Yeah, he's no, so handsome. He, so because Donnie's a seven, um, I have to tell you, and maybe you can appreciate this, but like as a spouse, as a six, uh-huh. I have to tell him, like when we go to Disney World, I have to say, you can get one oh. thing. Yeah. Because Donnie dives all in. All of them. I know. He, it's one he of the came out of NASA, NASA I know. looking like a seventh grade boy who it just went on a field sweetest, trip. Wasn't it? It was the best. All of us, to be fair, all of us kind of When he NASA. said you got him a hat, that is the hat. sweetest because I told him he could have one souvenir. I know. And I said. And I and sweetly said it. said. He needs more. And you can have a hat. Yeah. Well, and I so appreciate that. We're just trying to buy a house. I know. Listen, so we I appreciate it. I didn't break any laws. Like, I just bought we, this hat. <laughs> I saw the hat and I thought, I would wear that hat. Donnie might. Well, because for, people, for our friends listening, they were, our crew had to go back to the church before we went to the gift shop. Yeah, he told me. And so. That was very, so very I big deal to him. FaceTimed the crew and said, tell me what things you want. And they could just Venmo me back or whatever. And so we all four of them, I walked through the store with all four of them and they mm-hmm. picked out what they wanted. And then I saw this hat and I was like, I mean, Donnie didn't pick a hat, but he wears hats. He loves a trucker hat a great, or just a. Yeah. Hat. And I thought, I will keep it if he doesn't want it. And if yeah. he wants it, he can have it. So yeah. that's how that happened. It, it's, um, it's really sweet watching. Uh, I think I told you this. I texted you this the other day. Watching people see things in those we love yeah. that we've known the whole time. Yeah. Like I've watched Donnie when he was a middle school pastor. I watched him step out in huge faith when we moved here, ultimately knowing that his heart, he has the biggest heart. Yeah. Knowing that he wanted to move to Nashville for me. Yeah. And I couldn't even put that into words yet. Yeah. But us moving to Nashville, we actually came for the Sandy Patty tour and he jumped on the road and watching what was so selfless, yeah. watching him thrive. Oh, the crew in a situation, so they are. They're so selfless. They're yeah. so selfish. No, they they're the so self. <laughs> they're so selfless. Yeah. And he is that. And so watching, hearing from you, you know, something that I've seen in my husband from the time I met him almost 10 years yeah. ago. Just yeah. these these attributes in him where I know he's even keel all the time. Yeah. It's just really special. And being away from him kind of sucks. Yeah. Like it's really hard. But I hold down the fort yeah. with our two dogs that yeah. are very, very wonderful and are my protectors. And it, I know that he's doing work that's so much bigger than himself. Yeah. And that makes me such a I can't do my job wife. if the crew doesn't. For sure. Doesn't make it Well, and it I love that right. he said, I heard him in the back of one of your Instagram <laughs> stories yeah. say, you were like, here's Lori and she's our tour manager and Donnie's, and I hear him in the background go, assistant to the, it's assistant <laughs> to the tour manager. And I was like, okay, there's Dwight over there. That's right. Like a, like a yahoo. He was so great. It oh, was awesome. I just love him. Is there anything we didn't talk about you want to talk about? Mm, well, the, there's a question I want to ask you, but okay. we can ask that at the end. I want to know. Okay, let me say this. Okay. I really want to know what the F in your name stands for. Okay. But I have in my mind what I hope it is. Okay. 
You I, tell me what you hope it is. I hope it's Fanny. So that your name is no. Annie Fanny Dunn. Oh, I wish it was. No, it's complicated and it's Swiss and they're silent letters. So Oh, okay. But what I say, what I tell people and what they're welcome to call me is a quote from Reba McIntyre. Oh, 100%. I might have been born just plain white trash, but fancy was my name. It's 100. So we go I, with the fancy. I, I th- when I walked into this room, I knew I loved you, but That's I right. love you even more. That's right. Now it makes sense why Brooks wrote fancy on your mic. Back. That's right. That's why he wrote fancy. Well, on because my there mic were back. so many things going through my head. My grandma's name is Fanny. Dead oh, serious. Yeah. Like it's love not it. short for anything. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, sweet thing. That's so sweet. It's, it's I love sweet, it. but it's yeah. quite something. So I was like, man, if your name was Annie Fanny Downs. Oh, no. Sorry. Fancy. It's fine. Fancy's going to have um, to do But yes, that's no, why think, Michael put it on, put Fancy on my mic pack. I think that's everything. Okay, then I get to ask you one last question. Okay. Because the show's called That Sounds Fun. Oh my gosh. Tell I, me what you do for fun. Okay. Okay, so this is on my mind right now. Okay. Because it's fastly approaching. Yeah. Every year, Donnie and I go with two couples that are our very best friends. Yeah. On vacation to Florida. Okay. And what sounds fun to me right now is I love my nanny kids yeah. and I love singing, but yeah. I'm ready to go on vacation. Sure. So it's 66 days away. Okay. <laughs> to be to be exact. We literally text about once every 12 days yeah. in the group text. Uh, what sounds so fun to me right now is going through Taco Bell. Yeah. Yes. Tell me Getting more. a cheesy gordita crunch. Yes. And a cheese quesadilla. And if I'm super hungry, a bean burrito, no onion. Yeah. Uh, with a Pepsi. Uh, and dra- oh. That's fine. It's fine. We're I surprised. don't drink Pepsi unless I'm at Taco yeah, Bell. That is the missed only. Taco Bell. Okay, I can get I can get behind that. Yeah, and then going down to Florida yeah. for vacation I love because it. we go to this place that we we aren't members here, but there's a place called we call Fancy Pool, uh-huh. and it's a resort over that we yeah. know the code. Yeah, so sitting at Fancy Pool and just being with I, summer. That's yeah. what sounds fun summer. to me right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. over it. Oh, friends, isn't she the sweetest? I know. I just adore her. Her and her husband are just important to me. I love them. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Katie. Make sure you check out her Karen Carpenter tribute album called We've Only Just Begun. Listen, if you are like me and you have loved the Carpenters for your whole life, this is going to be such a dream. You're going to love this so much. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts after you listen to Katie sing Karen Carpenter. And make sure you give her a follow on the internet. Tell her thanks for being on the show and how much you enjoy the conversation and are enjoying her music. And if you need anything else from me, I'm very easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. If you need me, that's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something or stay home and do something. That sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. And we will see you back here for sure on Thursday with a guest that has been requested mm, maybe once a week for a million years, Morgan Harper Nichols. She'll be with us here on Thursday. So y'all take care of each other. We'll see you back here in a couple of days.